Number one, I impacted the lives of others, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You didn't. Number two... What's up, everybody? Casey and Chuck here, and welcome to the long-awaited episode 30. How you doing, Chuck? Good. Man, it's been a little while. Um, yeah. But we, we're here, and we're here to give updates, and we're here to, to um, reconnect, and um, so I'm excited. Let's Let's do it. Yeah, happy to be here. Let me jump in really quick and... Welcome, South Korea. Wow. wow. South Korea to the Leadership for Life podcast listening family. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us. We're excited to have you. Um, so welcome. Which, do you know, do you know which episode South Korea listened to? No, I, I do okay. not. Um, I, I could maybe go in and try to figure that out. I, I haven't really figured out some of the data pieces but I'm sure it's not cold calling Canada. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, like that seems like you can't make that presumption. <laughs> that is not, that's irresponsible to say something like that when you don't have hard data around, you know, some of the, these clever named ones that I, you know, that I've, I've contributed to like, that's probably what is drawn in some of these international audience members. Maybe. I would be willing to bet it is not cold calling Canada and failure kidding right. Um, I'm guessing it wasn't either one of those. I, I mean, you literally, I mean, you have a one in 30 chance yeah. of being right. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. How you doing, man? It's been a while since we've been on here, huh? It has, yes. Um, my word, yeah. The blots. Um, you know, I think last time we talked, we were both starting new jobs. Yeah. Um, and I'm proud to announce that we still both have both of our new jobs. And neither yeah. one of us have been fired within two months of being hired. So <laughs> that is um, correct. Yeah. Let's take the wins where we can get them. Um, and. Uh, so yeah, no, it's um, yeah, things have been going good. I've, you know, my job is good, and and good. Um, it is intense at times. It is exciting a lot. Uh, it is challenging, um, but it is sometimes you want to, you know, we, we, what you're wanting is more challenge. You want, you know, hopefully more money. You want um, the chance to prove yourself and expand your talents. And I think I got all of those things in, the, in my new job. So I am terribly thankful. How about you? How have things been since we last talked? Uh, yeah, b- busy, crazy, um, all kinds of stuff, right? I, I started my job, uh, I'll just, I'll get into this a little bit. I started my job towards the end of February, I think it was. Um, and um, I had... I had one week with the person that I was replacing, which was okay. Um, The challenge was that I was having to teach a workshop in March, um, a a four session workshop in March. So it's for ethical managers for the Chamber of Commerce and Council Bluffs, Iowa. 
And every week there was a new session, right? So it was a cohort. So the same 30 people would come through four sessions. So that really took up March for me. Uh, I, I really was prepping for that. You and I had talked about recording. And man, I think I, I just lived that workshop for the entire month of March. Um, the lesson from all of that. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Don't be afraid to do something that scares you to death because uh, that really did scare me. You and I talked about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. I've been doing training stuff for a long time, but I'm like, man, I got to learn this curriculum. Um, I had just a few weeks to learn about 17 and a half hours of curriculum. So I really challenged myself. Now, the person that I was replacing was wonderful. And she said, like, even though I don't, I'm not going to be part of the team anymore, if you need me to come back and teach, I will. I'm in the area. I'll block those days on my calendar so I can come back and teach if need be, which, by the way, can I just say, absolutely wonderful, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To put herself out there. But, man, I got to thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what, man? That'd be the easy thing to do. I talk about being allergic to average. Why be average? So I never once uh, accepted it. I just pushed myself through it. I went for it and um, it was amazing. Uh, a, a great experience. I think afterwards, I think I called you that day maybe that I did it. And I told you there's nothing yes. that can stop me. Right. Like There's literally nothing that can stop me now. Like I, mm -hmm. I know that if you, if you said, Hey, you need to teach tomorrow. I'm going to go in and teach tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really did. I, I don't know. It just, it was really wonderful. A great experience for me. Um, personally, we've had some stuff go on. I mean, we, the extended family, my nephew, we had a, a loss of life there and um, we've adjusted to that and as much as you can and, and just try to be there for family. We had to leave town and go down for the funeral and just be with family and um, it's just been a whirlwind. Um, you know, my dog, we figured out my dog has cancer and um, just a few months there we've got left with him. And it's just been a whirlwind. Um, mm -hmm. March was a pretty challenging month for me. And then April's been a really challenging month emotionally with just news around family and everything else. And that's what's kept me from from jumping on here and, and doing an episode. It's just been life um, and really trying to manage life and understand what was happening. Um, so that's what's kept me, kept me out of the, the, the booth as I'm giving quotation marks, uh, my office uh, coming in and recording. It's just been crazy. It's just been nuts, right? It hasn't been because we haven't wanted to. We've talked about, I think we've had a couple of recording sessions scheduled. I think we even yeah. tried to schedule a session in March. And I said, hey, dude, there's no way. I've got to study for this thing. I can't, I'm going to study this workshop. And you immediately responded and was like, yep, no problem, which I'm assuming you were really trying to figure work out as well. So I think so. Yes. There was, a, there was maybe about three weekends there where, I mean, my head was just spinning. Um, I, I may have mentioned this to you, but for the purpose of our, of our listening audience, um, I had this meeting and it was um, two fairly high up people in our organization and they were just supposed to give me like a 
they had this list of projects that I was supposed to be working on. They were just supposed to say which ones they thought were most important. And instead they said, well, we want Chuck to come up with a complete marketing strategy for both of our organizations. And um, when they said that, I just kind of developed like about a thousand yard stare um, and tried to act like, um, well, yeah, that's, I have that already written up. I just need to pull it out of my files. Um, so I was a little shook after that. And I just, I just wandered over to the couch, lay down on the couch, <laughs> got my dog with me and just uh, turned on Disney's Robin Hood and um, just tried to like let my brain kind of just cool down a little bit. Um, so since then, I've actually done that. I've actually created those uh, things that I was so freaked out about and they were well received and, and um, or at least have presented them all the way up the chain, but like to my supervisors, they seem to be pretty happy with them. And um, so, yes, I mean, I think my lesson is um, just don't, I, I think we, you know, we kind of talked about this, I think maybe even before I started of like, I think there are times when I will go to a worst case scenario thing um, in my brain and um, I had to actively I acted, had to kind of actively shut that off when I got when I was starting my job because the truth is I didn't know I had no reason to think that I was going to like fail out but like my mind just wanted to be like oh my gosh you were in so much trouble right now <laughs> like you yeah um, that's those voices right yeah those voices that we we hear that start telling us that story we we talk about that a lot on the podcast um like yeah. this just isn't theory we talk about. This is real stuff yeah. that all of us, all of us deal with. Like, yes, you start telling yourself these stories that, hey, man, this I'm not smart enough. I'm not capable enough. I, I wanted this job and now you got it and it's not going to work out. I'm going to fail. They're not going to like what I create. They're not going to like yeah. what I teach in front of the class. And yeah, you, the number one thing you have to do, right? The first step is to be aware of the voice. Mm -hmm. um, I think you and I talked about that in the middle of it, right? It was you got to be aware of the story you're telling yourself so you can, you can shut it off yes. and, and be aware of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And be aware that like, um, and at least for me, like it is helpful to poke, be able to kind of poke holes in like what you're telling yourself that like, there's yeah. no, there's not a whole, like, it just seems like, it seems factual in your head. And then like, once you kind of look at it and point it out, then you're like, well, what, there's no, you know, like anything can happen, you know, and it, literally anything can happen, but there's no reason to, to just latch on to whatever the worst things that might happen are um, because that so very rarely is what takes place. So. Um, you know, I just had a, um, I just had a conversation with someone the other day and, I don't know if it's a coaching relationship. It's not really, it's not an official, like we've never entered a coaching agreement, <clears throat> but it certainly has pieces of that um, mentorship and coaching. And I shared with this person uh, out of all of the, if you, if you were to line up everyone that I coach, everyone that I mentor, 
everyone that I talk with, you know, the most, most, the, the most uh, common situation, the, the thing that I work with the most, by far, more than anything else, the challenge that I help people get past, it's not time management, it's not tough conversations, uh, those are all important things, it's not relationships, it's quieting and dealing with the voices inside your head. That is the number one thing I deal with with folks and myself, by the way, um, more than any other by far is helping people get out of their own way for success. I think that's true in our marriages. I think it's true if you're a pet owner. I see sugar in the back there. Mm -hmm. um, it's the true. It's true with work. It's true with parenting. It's true with anything you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to run a new a new uh, minute mile, right? You're trying to hit a six minute mile or, or break whatever personal goal you've had, weight loss, whatever the case may be, that story you're creating in your head is what's keeping you from success. More than any other real challenge that sits in front of you, it's that thing, that story that you're creating inside of your head. I mean, this is what maybe works. Um, you know, I, I had not we had kind of talked around this in previous episodes, but like for the job that I got, I had to quit smoking. Um, I had been, I had smoked for kind of on and off for a number of years and um, was really ready to be done with it. But I just, I could not, um, especially, you know, when I was unemployed, you know, I had all this time on my hands and I just like, I couldn't, imagine a reality where like I didn't have that crutch or that 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 framework for my day of like um uh, getting up and smoking and smoking at after you know when I got home from doing something or you know like all of these things it just really you know put um it, it kind of created a pattern around my day and um or for my day and um, to, you know, to back up what you're saying, I had to be able, I had to tell, I had to change that story that I had in my head of that. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't kind of live without it. I couldn't make it happen. And it, it certainly helped that like, <laughs> that I had this job that I needed and, um, that I had in this nicotine test that I had to pass. And, um, and all of those things. But I think that to your point, a lot of what was keeping me in that habit was j this false belief that like I could not, you know, barring some sort of extraordinary circumstance, like I couldn't, I couldn't live my life without that, um, without nicotine or smoking or whatever. And so, so I, I quit. Um, and, um, and, you know, don't get me wrong, I still miss it and I still think about it. But um, I don't know, it's been almost three months, I think. So, um, and another thing that I would also add to that is that, like, I think sometimes what I had to do, well, what I had to do was I had to, like, be actively engaged in and figure out, figuring out a strategy to quit smoking. Like I had to put energy into quitting. Yeah. Um, I couldn't passively just drop it. Like I had to, 
I wrote up these huge signs that I put in my house. I cleaned up all the butts from my, you know, black patio. You know, like I had to kind of make it a big deal to to go yeah. back on my word to to do it. And so, um, but I think first and foremost was that mindset, the thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Well, well, first, congratulations. I think it's amazing that you you stopped. I was, uh, you know, we were talking while you were going through that. Um, I know what a struggle it was, my friend, and it's no, it's no easy thing. Um, it is no easy thing to do. So you, you should be applauded for that. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of you. So uh, great Thanks. job. And yeah, I think uh, to your point there, tell me what you think about this. Um, and, and we'll use smoking, but it can be anything. It can be me teaching uh, for, for 17 and a half hour, hours of lessons in a few weeks, whatever the task is. It's not that we, uh, really are bad as people at creating goals or these big dreams and these big ideas and figuring out what we want to do. I don't think that's the challenge. If you talk to people, they'll tell you all kinds of things they want to accomplish. I wonder if what we're really bad at is finding motivation, like creating the thing that truly motivates us. We, I think sometimes we try to use other people's motivation, right? I have to quit smoking because it's going to give me cancer. I have to quit smoking because my kids are going to start smoking if I don't stop, or I'm going to smell like cigarette smoke, or whatever the case may be. Those are all great motivations for other people, You've got to find what motivates you. And when I, th I think when you find that, then the task, you're able to move through it. I was going to say it's easier. It's not easy. It's still a challenge. But you at least have the right motivation. I think the reason like a lot, so many people, I want to lose weight. I want to get in shape for the beginning of the year, um, you know, for the new year or whatever the case may be. And they're trying to use other people's motivations. Right. They're trying to use other people's motives, the other people's reasons. Like you have to figure out what it is for you. Like for me teaching, for instance. Uh, I, I'm I'm this job for me is special. Um, we've talked about this before. I feel like my entire professional career has led me to this position. Um, I just had a meeting today. About my vision for the city of Omaha and what we're trying to do in regards to leadership and ethics and what that looks like for public schools, what that looks like for nonprofits, what that looks like for businesses in general. So I'm beginning to develop those strategies. So in order to do that, we can't, I can't be average. We cannot be average. Like we're trying to create something amazing. It's going to be challenging. I'm going to have to talk in ways that no one's ever heard anyone talk before. I'm going to have to cast an idea and a vision that no one's ever done. I'm going to have to ask for things that no one's ever asked for. If I can't come in and teach 17 and a half hours of instruction, how can I accomplish this big thing, this big dream? Like I, I've got to tackle that first. That was my motivation. I'm going to show you what I mean when I say I'm allergic to average, I'm going to push myself to a place 
that no one needs to push themselves. Like there's an out. I had an out. She would come teach. But that wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to show that I'm going to illustrate to you in picture form what I'm about to talk about. Because when I start talking about allergic to average, you're going to say, well, I've already seen it. You showed it to me when you started. Um, So that was my motivation. We have have to find our own motivation in order to accomplish accomplish things. What do you think? Does that make sense or does that sound squirrely? It does. Yeah. I mean, I think like... um, you know, the top of my list, you know, when I was writing everything out, like I just had acceptance written on the, and that comes, you know, from my, my therapy background. I, you know, a, a therapy background says like, you can't change what you don't accept. Um, and so, um, and that's a little bit different. Like that's, um, I don't know how that directly connects to like your example, but for my example, like I had to, part of what I had to do is accept that like, you know, I was really having ill effects of from smoking, you know, we're be 50 years old in August and um, been doing it a while. And like, I couldn't act like um, it wasn't like messing me up a little bit. So that was um, a big part of it for me. Um, but I also think that I, I definitely got a shortcut in terms of motivation to quit by having this job kind of hanging by the end of that string, you know. And so um, I do think that is what ultimately made it a lot easier. Um, but, you know, it's hard to know. Like, it's hard to kind of take things apart, you know, like I was kind of doing three different approaches at the same time. And I don't know what all worked and what all was just there, just, you know, um, but um, I do know that I had to change the story that I had in my head. I had to embrace this reason why I wanted to quit, namely that I really needed a job. Um, and I also had to own up to the fact that, that. Um, that I didn't want to die from lung cancer, you know? Um, and so, yeah, the, all the, I'd say all three of those things were kind of, you know, um, felt integral to the, to the process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, from my perspective, the outside perspective, the catalyst was that job yeah. that made you look at smoking and say, Hey, uh, it's having some, that's that acceptance piece. And mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we find the motivation and sometimes the motivation finds us. <laughs> Life has a very unique way, right? When, when, we, when we have ignored, ignored things for a while, life has a very unique way of just kind of dropping the gauntlet on you and saying, hey, this is the motivation you need. Like, this is the message. Get it together mm-hmm. and do what you need to do, right? You're your employment, your financial security to some degree, um, your future, like you were ready to go back to work. That all, I mean, have you ever, that was all writing on you being able to quit smoking because you had to take a nicotine test. Right. Uh, we didn't say that. You had to take a nicotine test to get uh, yes. employment. It's at a hospital. They wanted to do a nicotine test. 
So yeah. everything was riding on you being able to find the motivation. Well, guess what? Life gave you the motivation. Uh, hey, Chuck, it's this or you don't get the job. Right. Yes. Yeah, I think like um, there were moments where I was like, and people say life doesn't have a sense of humor or God doesn't have a sense of humor or what, you know, like, the more, like you know, for all the jobs that I applied to, you know, I don't know exactly how many by percentage now require you not to require you to pass a nicotine test. Of all the jobs in home, I would, would think it'd probably be a fairly small percentage. Um, and so there was part of me, the part of me that wanted to, to continue smoking that was like, you've got to be kidding me. You can't mm-hmm. find one job in the city of Omaha <laughs> that will allow you to, to enjoy this thing that gives you some pleasure. Um, but, uh, you know, that is not the way life works sometimes. And so... Um, and you're better uh, for it, my friend. Yes, exactly. You're better for yes. it. So that would be, I think that's a great message. That would be my message to everybody listening. Um, when you're wanting to accomplish something, when you're wanting to chase something, number one, don't be afraid to set something really crazy. Like set a goal that's totally nuts. Um, I think I shared with you when I was in the middle of my my lesson thing that I was teaching, I was like, if the goal doesn't scare you, it's probably the wrong goal. That one scared me. I'd never done anything like that before. Um, so that was good for me to do. Um, don't be afraid to set goals that scare you. And number two, make sure you're working to find the right motivation. Don't use someone else's. Don't be lazy with it. Yes. Sometimes we we look for the easy, what's this easy motivation? Oh, all you got to do is look online and they'll tell you a million reasons to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you a, me, a million reasons to get healthy or a million reasons to to teach 17 and a half hours of instruction in a couple of weeks. The, you can find a reason. You have to find your own. Otherwise, you'll stop. Yeah. You'll stop. You'll never run a marathon off of somebody else's motivation. It has to be your own motivation because there's going to be a wall. Yeah. There's going to be a wall at some point in this thing you're chasing, whatever it is. Um, and you, you've got to be able to push, push through it. I could take that all the way to relationships, Chuck. There is many times my wife and I will be married 27 years in a week and a half or so. And there was times that we didn't want to continue our marriage. There's times we just didn't want to continue it. And Sometimes she felt that way and I didn't. Sometimes I felt that way and she didn't. Sometimes we felt like that at the same time. And that's when it got really dangerous and really scary. But each one of us had this motivation and it's different for each one of us, for her and I. But we had a motivation that kept us here, that kept us, that kept us going. And um, you've got to find what that motivation is for yourself in every walk of life, I, I believe. Do you think that when you got done with that 17 and a half hours of training, do you think you felt about like I did when I shoveled all of that snow um, when you had snow plowed it, when you had snow blowed it? No, probably not. Because when I delivered that 17 and a half hours of instruction, there's a few things that happened there. Number one, I impacted the lives of others, Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you didn't number two, (laughs) number, number two, um, 
I did something that absolutely had to be done. You didn't, right? Um, number three, I really went about it a really intelligent way by, by like really studying the materials, sacrificing time, mm-hmm. and really dedicating myself uh, to excellence, efficiency, and trying to do things the right way. You, you, you didn't. Right. Like a a a, uh, a snowblower would have handled your situation in 20 minutes. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I hope that doesn't come up, come across negative. Oh, or, how uh, could it? How could it come yeah, up? Yeah. <laughs> I hope it doesn't come across, you know, uh, challenging or negative. In any no. way. Uh, um. But yeah, that's just off the cuff. I mean, just off the cuff. That's my response. Right. I mean, that's it. Sounds like a critique from someone who hasn't probably done two hours of snow shoveling and doesn't know kind of the. Oh, I use the word spiritual really, really rarely, but like the spiritual right. effect that has on one's soul. You know, right. to put no, in that I, amount of labor. I understand how it could sound like that. No, I, I really uh-huh. do. It could also sound like someone that has shoveled <laughs> snow for multiple hours and realized how dumb it is <laughs> and then went and bought a snowblower and then had a spiritual moment mm-hmm. as they let a machine throw the snow for them mm-hmm. instead of shoveling. But hey, tomato, tomato, my friend. It's yeah, I mean it's there's more than one way to get to Toledo, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, I don't know what that means, but yeah, that's, it's just, as long as you're having that spiritual growth, that's the important thing. It doesn't matter how it's happening, I guess. Okay. Um, and, um, well, well listen, I, I hope it snows, uh, for you so that you can have all of those spiritual moments mm-hmm. that you need. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And I know it's come from the heart. So that is, that's what it makes it even more, more special. Um, yes, I think, um, I, I think that between shoveling and between work projects, I mean, I think that we have, have both grown and, and d- developed as people and um, both, both like, I mean, you had to learn a whole new, you know, or at least kind of learn how your new organization handled a whole new body of work. Um, and I had to do um, aspects of that at my, at my new job. And so, um, I mean, it's, it is, it's been an impactful year to be certain. Already. Yeah. Already. And by the way, can you believe it's May already, right? That's crazy. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Well, my friend, it's great to be back. Uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that we're back on the the podcast. I know that you and I have stayed in contact, but I have missed this. Uh, I have yeah. missed us getting on and and just talking about some talking about some issues and what and just what we're going through and mm-hmm. and such. Um, I hope yeah. this one was beneficial. What do you think? Was this one beneficial to folks? You think? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we kind of owed a little bit of an explanation for why we disappeared for a little while. And I think we provided that. So um, then, you know, like next week or hopefully it'll be next week. um, 
we can have it, you know, kind of on a topic like maybe we used we've done before and and uh, but now you know we've we've checked in and given you know kind of filled in the gaps and so I think we'll be ready to to hit the ground running. We're back. Yes. We're back, folks. Yes. Back. Wonderful. Any uh, any parting shots, my friend, before we bounce off? Um, I don't think so. I think um, I think that uh, just I guess my parting shot is make room for shoveling in your life if you mm. if you want to feel close to what is special and magical about life. <laughs> wow. wow. That's what you want to leave our listeners with. They've that not, they've not heard from you in what, two months now? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what you want to leave them with. I mean, I could have told them that even before, but like them taking this exa- this opportunity to go ahead and convey that message. Yeah. And and the fact that it's May, like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's in May <laughs> and you're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. No regrets. All right. Well, uh, okay, folks. Well, with that, with that little jewel, I guess we'll we'll bounce off, folks. Hey, it really was wonderful to be back, Chuck. Thank you so much. Nice to see you and, and talk with you, my friend. Folks, remember that we are uh, we're always here to help. We're always here to talk about whatever issues you may have. Um, um, Chuck, I know people are going to be happy. From some folks have been reaching out to me on social media and. And just saying, hey, you know, um, I hope everything's good. We, by the way, do you think you're going to do another episode of the podcast? I know folks were a little worried when we uh, did our last episode about us having new jobs and everything else. And I did respond to a few people and said, don't worry, we're still going to do the podcast. I think we even said it on the podcast. Yeah. And then life just got really, really crazy for us. We had to push ourselves. We had to um, do re, uh, set some goals that scared the both of us. And I know for me and, and you as well, like we're coming out better, like we're coming out stronger and more sure. confident because of that. And um, yeah. it feels really, really good, folks. It feels good to be, feels good to be back. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to saw off my own legs, but like, I feel like maybe that is a little bit better of a sign off than the shoveling thing. So yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we should go with that. You think? Yeah. yeah. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to leave the shoveling snow in there. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think maybe next time we'll leave the closing to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, folks, uh, thank you so much. We'll talk at you. We'll talk at you next time. And remember, we are always here to help. <laughs>